Hello, and welcome to this Coupa HR podcast. This year is Coupa HR's 75th anniversary. HR and higher education has come a long way over the past 75 years. For this series, emerging Coupa HR leaders set out to discover lessons from the past, present, and future of higher ed HR by talking with several outstanding leaders in our profession. Each of our guests has received Coupa HR's highest honor, the Donald E. Dickinson Award which was named for the association's founder and first president and recognizes outstanding contributions to Coupa HR in the profession. Join us as we pick their brains and solicit their advice about higher ed, HR, and Coupa HR. Hi, I'm Tammy Goodger, the Director of Human Resources at SUNY Brockport. And I'm Marie DeWall, Director of Human Resources at Shepherd University. We're joined today by Mark Cauldron, Associate Vice President, Human Resources at University at Buffalo, State University of New York. Mark has offered to share some of his Coupa HR stories and professional insights as we celebrate 75 years of this Association for Higher Education HR Professionals. Thank you for being here, Mark. My pleasure to join you. Mark, can you tell us about a favorite Coupa HR memory you have? Maybe a moment that made you feel especially connected to your Coupa HR colleagues or a contribution that you were particularly proud of? Yeah, I, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, uh, right now we have what's called the learning framework at Coupa HR, which is a real big part of how we talk about all development for our members. And uh, I had the opportunity to actually be in the room when we first started to talk about this and create it. There was a uh, uh, conversation about how we could try to organize our learning. And so Andy Brantley said, you know, why don't we get some of the best people together? And we thought at first we were going to make what we called a matrix, like down one side would be what you did in human resource and across the top might be here are all the things that people should know what to do, how to do. And so he brought a whole bunch of folks from around the country. Some weren't in the association, some were. And uh, he asked me to facilitate that conversation. We thought we were going to fill out a matrix. Two days later, we came out with a framework. It was probably one of the most exciting things to be part of because I got to sit with some of the smartest people in our industry and, uh, and help build that. So I, I really feel like that was a, a, a great opportunity, but it also has a, a great... Uh, impact still in the association. So that was a pretty cool memory for me. Mark, what skills have you learned or cultivated that have been most important in your success as a leader? Uh, I think it's the ability uh, or, or aptitude to blend and synthesize. You know, I, I look at it to say that a lot of what we do or should do is listen to a lot of different perspectives. And then to try to say, can you pull those things together and say, there's something here that can be a, a full-blown thought. I feel like that's kind of my role on campus, whether it's the people I work closest with or the people in units around the campus or our leaders, a lot of times there's a whole bunch of different things that come in and being part of a as a public and a state university system, we have a larger framework to think about all the time. You got to blend all that stuff and synthesize it together into something that really makes sense. So I'd say that's a skill I, I've tried to develop and I continue to learn how to, to use it even better. 
sounds like a very helpful skill to have. Mark, what is one characteristic you think all HR practitioners should possess? Um, I think it's a, a, having a big picture understanding of the industry of higher education. I mean, if, if you can understand what enrollment does, if you can understand what residence life and student life and campus living do, if you can understand counseling, if you can understand what happens in a school, you can then take some of the things that we're really connected with in terms of HR and, and see the impact points. And I think a lot of times we get so focused on this is the, the best benefits plan, or this is the best retirement package or comp plan. And yet we really need to think about how that connects in with the bigger picture of our institution and our industry. So I think, that, I think that's really probably one of the most important things that HR practitioners need to be able to do. Can you see how the things you do uh, really can impact the big picture? Yeah, that's, that's great, good feedback. What area or focus within the profession do you see us being the most influential and or poised for growth in, say, the next 10 years? Well, I think most people would answer this with technology and metrics. And, and I would say there's something even in front of that, which is uh, workforce planning. You know, thinking about what it is we need to be uh, at our institutions to, in order to serve the mission for students, for faculty, staff, and, and to get research and learning to happen, you know, what, what's the right uh, design of the workforce? What are the right capabilities that it has? And then, you know, can you really understand how to analyze that? So this is maybe perhaps where the technology platforms help a little bit more. You know, you can look at all the analytics you want to about an organization and have a really cool human resource information system and, and have all the dashboards you want. But to me, it seems to be the conversation I keep hearing and the one I keep uh, trying to facilitate on our campus. What does our current workforce look like? What is the one we want it to be in five years? And where are the gaps? And some of those gaps are, are going to go against traditional stuff that we've done for years. And we need to kind of change a little bit. If, if the events of the last year have taught anything, I mean, there's a word I never want to use again, pivot, right? We all keep saying that all the time. I don't want to use that word anymore, but we had to immediately shift. And, and that was really healthy for us, even though it felt awkward. We, we've got to be able to adapt that more with our workforce. So I think that's probably the most important thing moving forward that we should be able to do well. What has been your most enriching professional development experience? Uh, I would have to say uh, serving on the national board for Coop HR has probably been, uh, I got a chance to do it for a number of years. Uh, I, it was right timing, right place in terms of filling in for some longer term and, and then you know, kind of progressing through some leadership positions. At the time, it was less about well, still is. It's, it's less about we, we, we need to help do professional development for our entire, uh, you know, our members. But it was more, we were talking about impact issues for HR and for higher education. We were restructuring how we did things in order to meet that stuff. And, and to be in the room, uh, it's been described many times by some folks who sat on the board. Uh, I, I'm not sure who coined the phrase, but you get a chance 
if you ever get a chance to be the, the chair, you're like the leader of leaders. And it keeps you on your toes to constantly be able to go back out to hear some of the best people running the biggest places, the most complex jobs, and you get to sit with them and talk about what matters. So I'd have to say being on that board was probably one of the best things I ever did from a learning perspective. Sounds like a great experience. Yeah. Some of the people listening to this podcast will not have had the number of years of service and the experience that you have, Mark. Let me ask you, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? I think I would tell my younger self, don't be intimidated by the specialties in HR that you're not in at the moment. For example, uh, you know, I, I kind of cut my teeth in helping people from the learning and development side, but I was always intimidated by my colleagues who did benefits, who did retirement, who did compensation, because I'm like, holy cow, I don't know enough about those things. I think what I would have told my younger self is the real thing you want to do is know enough to be dangerous about all of it. And, 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 and if you can, what you end up doing is see whatever your responsibilities are at the time, there's an impact. You know, there's an impact if you're helping people move, uh, you know, to do a performance review, the impact on you know, what makes them more productive. And it could be having the best benefits available to them. So what do I need to know about that to help them be more productive in what they do? It doesn't mean I have to be an expert in it, but I sure need to be able to spend time with my colleagues who do. So I was a little intimidated by some of the functional things. Uh, I know I listen to early career professionals and they say things like, should I go get certified? And, and I say, well, you know, have at it if you want to, but understand this, nobody in our industry has to pull that out of their head at a moment's notice all the time. We all uh, consult with each other. We all look up things. We all have to analyze information with help. And so being able to say I'm an expert in a particular function, um, you know, it's a great argument, specialist or generalist, right? And, and I always say, uh, I've made a career out of knowing enough to be dangerous. I think I would tell myself uh, is younger that that's okay. That's a good thing because you can then depend on the people around you who have that deep dive expertise, whether it's labor relations or compensation or benefits. Mm -hmm. So do you think you would do anything differently if you could going, if you went back in time? Would you feel pretty satisfied with the course uh, that your career has taken? I think I've been really lucky and uh, been able to progress. Uh, I think I might have, I think I could have done it sooner if I would have gotten past that part of, of gee, I don't know some of those things uh, in depth. Um, and, and, and I think it was my first uh, uh, institutional higher education. I've been working in businesses prior to that. And I had, there was a terrific benefits director. I'll never forget. Um, her name was Myra. And, and Myra, you know, had been in the field for years doing benefits. And, you know, I, I think it was in my second week. And I said, can we go get a cup of coffee? And, and I just sat with her and I said, what do I need to know? You know, what is it you're doing? And she kind of smiled and said, you should just come to a couple of meetings, listen, and think about the questions and we'll talk about what's important. She goes, it's less about me telling you what's important about the design of this benefit program. So I, I, I think uh, what I probably would have done is do that quicker because I think um, I, I enjoy being in a leadership position 
and and maybe I held myself back to say, well, you're more of a focus on organizational development. You, I don't know if you could talk to people and help them who are doing labor relations. Maybe I would have done that sooner, I think. Well, that's uh, so wonderful, Mark, and thank you so much. I've actually taken some notes on some of the things that you've said to use to, you know, for my, for my own uh, thoughts, and you put some really good uh, suggestions in my head. Um, but so Marie and I, I think we're done with our questions, and Marie and I would just like to thank you so much for spending the time with us this morning um, and sharing your experiences and um, your expertise with us, and it's, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you and meet with you, and we look forward to um, highlighting you um, in our 75th anniversary celebration event. Well, thanks, Tammy. It's been a pleasure. And, you know, anything to help with the association has been such a huge impact uh, on, on my professional life, but I'd have to say also in my personal life. I have terrific friends within the association and, you know, today making two more uh, is, is a great outcome of, of having a conversation. So thanks a lot. Great. Thank you. Thank you.